0: Hello and welcome to Be Positive, Shoot Negative Podcast. I'm Joey, your host, and today I'm joined by Bray. He is an amazing photographer who shoots my dream camera, the Pentax 6x7. He has a beautiful portfolio of work, which can be found on his Instagram, at filmbybray, as well as one of my favorite YouTube channels. Let's hop right into the interview. Hey. What's up, dude? (laughs) It was good. So do you have, like, any questions with, like, how this whole process works, like, or anything?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I read okay. the questions and stuff. So
0: for sure, there's like ten really quick questions at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't send those to you, so we can get like like um, candid qu- uh, answers yeah, and
1: everything. For sure. All
0: right. So uh, the first question is: uh, So uh, tell me about how it's like living in Washington and like the beautiful, like never-ending, like landscapes you have around you, like. Mm-hmm. how is that compared it's, to like wherever you've been yeah
1: it's um definitely the place for me i'd say uh, you know i toyed around with going to california but just um love being in the mountains more of a mountains person than a beach <clears throat> person and washington is kind of like they kind of are uh, have the alps of the uh of the U.S., I, I'd say, you know. Um, it's yeah. very similar to a lot of the places you'd see in like Switzerland, Austria, and um, those areas are some of my favorite places in the world, so to find that in the U.S. Um, is amazing, especially as a photographer, because, well, as particularly a landscape photographer, because you just have endless possibilities all around you. you know, I've lived yeah. here for 23 years and it's still like I like just this past uh, weekend went out to like a new spot in Washington that I've never been before, and you know, so it's just like you can keep on finding stuff that
0: yeah it's never ending,
1: yeah exactly, so um yeah, it definitely plays a huge part in like my video and photo stuff, and um yeah, I just I definitely feel fortunate to be in it's such a diverse um area of the country as far as the geography goes,
0: yeah like. I've never actually been up to Washington, but every time I watch like your videos and everything, it's just like really breathtaking. And your ability to like be able to capture what it looks like is just phenomenal. You do a really great job with that. Thank you, appreciate it. So like when you got started uh, in photography, what was like your major inspiration? Um, I know you have like a film background, like filmmaking background. Mm -hmm. So did you use that to like help you um when it came to transitioning into still photos,
1: mhm yeah i uh, <clears throat> originally actually was into still photography because my dad uh he was a photography teacher, so when I was little, you know he'd I'd kind of be around him when he was shooting and stuff, and so I started shooting pictures and then quickly moved into video when I was like a freshman sophomore in high school just got a GoPro and I was really into like the kind of action sports stuff back then snowboarding and clip jumping and stuff like that so I bring the GoPro along film all that stuff and then just like really ran with the video stuff for the next you know like six years through like midway through college and yeah I wasn't really sure like what I wanted to do with the video stuff um just because there's so many different outlets or different avenues to go. Like I did, you know, like weddings and real estate for a while. And then, um, I was toying around with like doing a production company. So I took a year off from college and just like tried to start this like little production company thing. But I really wasn't like finding anything that really like grabbed me Mm -hmm. and really, um, you know like I was really really stoked about um, anything in the video world and then my uh, and I had like at this point kind of just take like I barely shot any f- just still photos anymore because it was like all video I did like some vlog you know vlogging stuff and um, I'd pretty much forgotten about still photography and then my dad a um, year and a half ago or so he gifted me a film camera because um, it was a camera he wanted back when he was my age and he never got it and he found it at a store and he was like, you know, like I think you'd really enjoy film photography, you should give it a go. And like literally just like dropped drop video off the face of the earth for a while. Yeah, I just solely did film photography for like from last March to like the you know, last October. I was just like shooting film all the time, just totally rejuvenated my love for still photography and um and then you know i was like well start watching youtube videos on it you know willem and nick carver and stuff and i was like well i do have like this video background so yeah then i was like and i and i had the youtube channel already so i was like okay maybe i'll just combine the two and i'll you know there's, there's some people already doing it but I'm not you know I'll just do it for fun and so then I started doing videos on film photography you know just combined the two things that i really like and then this year it's been uh growing a little bit and just having a lot of fun doing it so
0: yeah you're actually like the main reason why i actually got back into uh film photography like i started like late 2017 and then yeah. that christmas i got like a digital camera and then i was like oh i'm gonna just shoot like yeah. digital And then I literally stopped shooting film from March of 2019 until Mm. like late February of this year. And I watched, one of your videos came up and I was like, (laughs) who's like, I wanna watch this. And then I was like, all right, I need to go out and go get a camera again. And ever since then I've been like nonstop, like every single day I try and take one picture to like document how my life is, especially like during these times that we're in awesome um okay so i know like when you talk with other like film uh, photographers in the community and you bring up film stocks everyone has something to say so i just want to know um why do you choose porsche 400 and 800 over like fuji or shooting black and white um why do you lean more towards those two stocks
1: um I mean, they, like, when I first started, um, I just heard a lot of good things about the portrait line, so I started shooting that, and I got, like, the results that I was happy with right off the bat, and I'm just the kind of person that's, like, once I find something that works for me, I just stick with it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a very, like, I don't branch out much with the film that I shoot just because I know you know, how it works, and I know the results that I'm going to get. Um, that being said, I do, I would like to take time and experiment more, but um, I think I'd like to do that on, like, and just, like, on my free time if i you know, like, not shooting a video necessarily just because it, when it's a new film stock and not, not, not you know, nothing would necessarily go wrong. Or like yeah film and, and you know you punch a of latitude on every film stock but um yeah just I feel just comfortable using Portra and then also I think um like Portra 800 for me is probably my favorite just because like the I mean out of all the film stocks I've shot the latitude on it is unbelievable I can shoot it I always shoot at 400 rated at 400 and um yeah just having to like It's still pretty fine, the grain, but just having that little bit extra grain, I really like that look. And the color rendition, too, um, on 800, I think, is is super nice. But um, I also really like Cinestill 50D, too, like for summer and during the day.
0: I've never, I've been, like, wanting to shoot that. I've just never, like, I I look at how much a roll is, and I'm, like, $14, and I'm, like, I could, like, three rolls, and I get, like, a pro pack for Portra.
1: I don't. I, it's definitely not worth fourteen dollars, but um, I came across it like last year when it was a little bit cheaper and picked up a few rolls and brought it to Europe with me. And I was really happy with the shots. It's, it's a really cool look. It's definitely a bit of a bit unique look, and people aren't always stoked on it. And sometimes, especially when people like home scan, um, I think I've seen some pretty crazy results from it people get their like the colors are kind of hard to work with but if you get it right it can look really nice yeah
0: that's what like i develop and scan all at home and it's Mm. like that's one thing that i always find like really hard like because i I always try and shoot like as much like different film stocks until like i find the one and i'm really like falling in love with portrait 400 right now because like you just get those like pastel colors and you're just like okay but I like slide film. Have you ever shot slide film? Mm-hmm. Which which one do you lean more towards if you were to have uh, the shootout?
1: I I actually really liked Velvia um, from Fuji on slide film. I think Velvia is...
0: 100 or 50?
1: Um, I like... I sh- so I actually have not shot Velvia 100. I, I've only shot 50, but I really liked the results I got from that compared to ec- the ec- roll ectochrome that I shot. I did mm-hmm. shoot ectochrome and it was, I mean, I got, I like the photos, but um, I got some a few that just the colors were like, they're like color really colors. like blue. Yeah. It's kind of weird sometimes. And um, I think Velvia just has a better, like with how saturated slide film is, I think there's a lot of room for the colors to be like, very aggressive and i think velvia just does a better job at handling the um high saturation of slide film but um yeah i have only shot like three rolls of slide film ever so i'm
0: not a yeah, huge expert in that area but. is i don't it might be a little sore spot for you uh, okay. <laughs> but my heart dropped watching you drop your bronica on the when you put it on yep. top of the truck Yep. it it worked you got images uh-huh. and then disaster struck how was it like losing the camera and then having to transition into my dream camera the pentax six by seven
1: yeah yeah um well yeah i mean it was like i've had cameras break on me before but that one was like that was so tough because like this the situation i was in i was like you know I was situated on top of this truck and i like jumped off the truck and i heard like the tripod leg like slide out so i knew like, like oh no and so like i turned around and i just watched it like plummet like
0: was it in 12, slow you know? motion for like, you
1: yeah dude, yeah exactly so i was like oh my god and um Yeah. So I I like sat there. I didn't even go over there for a minute because I was like, I didn't even want to look at, you know, the damage done. So I go over there. The prism was like cracked off. Um, but like everything, and I, like, I was expecting to go over there and see like lens broken, like off the body, like everything just cracked. Cause it's like, you know, it's an old camera and there's a lot of moving parts inside of it. And, um, but I walked over there and like the only thing that was popped off is the prism. The lens didn't even have a scratch, like on the glass, the glass was fine. The the film back, it was still work, like seemed to be working. So I was like, maybe this thing still works. So I like just mounted the prism kind of like sat it back on top of the camera, shot some photos, got images. And I was like, or, you know, got the scans back and I was like, Oh my God, it still works. But, um, <clears throat> then I just made that mistake of using super glue or gorilla glue inside of it and it ruined it after the fact. So, yeah, I mean, it was just looking like at a very emotional, uh, uh, it was a big, huge emotional roller coaster over the couple of days that that happened. Yeah. But um, I'd been wanting to get a Pentax for a while anyway, um, for whatever reason. Um, the two ones, you know, the two big ones are kind of the Mamiya, RZRB and then the Pentax for whatever reason. And um, the Mamiya, I've held one before and it's absolutely massive. Like, yeah. especially coming from the Veronica GS1, like the Mamiya is such a big camera. The Pentax is big too, particularly because it's built like a 35 millimeter camera. Yeah. So it's like just a, you know, it's like a huge version of a 35 mil. So at first it was like really weird to hold the hands. I'm like, oh my god, am I gonna get used to how big this is? But now um, the Pentax has been a real joy to use, and the glass on the Pentax, like that 105, 2.4 lens, is unbelievable for medium format. So um, yeah, I'm, I've been loving the Pentax, and I think uh, the only the only medium form this the only six by seven camera that I think I would own over the pentax would be a mamiya seven but um i'm definitely more of an slr guy anyway so yeah we'll see but yeah i think at the end of the day it all worked out
0: yeah so it's okay yeah so when you're approaching like a landscape uh you would like to capture uh can you walk me through the process of like what do you look for um like what's like a big thing Mm -hmm. that you always look for before you take a picture um there
1: i've been thinking about this a lot lately like what draws me to a certain take a certain image and um some like sometimes it just is not like i can't even put my finger on it it's just like you come across something and um, it just makes sense to shoot it it just like like it just I think potentially for me, it's mainly like composition, just how things work together to form a visually pleasing photo. And sometimes you're, you know, like the, the photographers, I like how the photographer's curse where I'm just like, I'm always looking at everything as a potential photo. Like I can't even drive down the road and like, yeah, be like, oh my god like i gotta shoot this and then i get stressed out because i'm like i don't have my camera on me and i see a good picture and i can't shoot it but um yeah i think just like you know i i've mentioned that i really like i don't like a lot of clutter i don't lo- like a lot of subjects in my uh, it's one of the reasons why i like landscape photography i think because um it, like as uh when you shoot landscape images sometimes like there isn't really one subject, you know. Like maybe you're shooting a mountain, mountain, and that's the subject. But a lot of the times, there isn't really a subject at all, and that can be interesting if it works. Um, just because it's it's like the whole the whole frame. There's there's something to look at throughout the entire image, but it's it's not cluttered at the same time, and it's kind of just works. Um, but the other thing that I always look for is like good color I'm drawn to um really nice color and um lately I've been really trying to shoot you know during golden hour and in the sun during sunrise or sunset um because I've had some bad luck shooting in the middle of the day even on film but um yeah you know like just uh the the other thing for me is I'm I love being outside and I've always loved the outdoors. So I think naturally I'm just drawn to going on, you know, hikes and bringing my camera and capturing stuff that I've loved to look at for my my whole life. You know, like even if I wasn't shooting film, I'd still be out hiking. And so I think just the natural um, passion I have for being outside and, and going to these places and spending time in the outdoors um feeds right into my photography and so i try to like combine the two and that's where a lot of the inspiration for my images comes from
0: yeah so you're a huge advocate for the community and sharing art and pictures with each other uh can you walk me through the community gallery you've set up and Mm -hmm. how's that going
1: yeah so the idea i had the idea like three months ago um probably to do something like this, because as I was posting more on YouTube and gaining a little bit more of a following, um, a lot of people would DM me and a lot of people would leave comments and stuff. And for me, it's like, you know, by no means am I a big film photographer, like big YouTuber, Um, but um, just... The thing that I told myself I was going to do from the very beginning is, you know, show appreciation to the people that take the time to watch my videos and interact with the stuff that I'm putting out. Because, you know, like, I'm going to focus on doing that until I literally, like, if, if the point comes where I just get too much, you know, too many Um, dms or too many comments a day and i I, like just don't have the time to respond to everybody like i am going to make sure that i devote the time to show everyone attention as long as i can because it just seemed really weird to me to like have some sort of an audience who's engaging with your work commenting on your work leaving feedback um you know leaving just showing um appreciation for you and then just <clears throat> not doing anything in return it seemed i don't know um i just wanted to make sure that um i felt i was like building a community rather than just an audience um so i was think you know trying to figure out ways to show support for the community um show support for the people that were supporting me and on instagram i was getting a lot of dms from people and i'd check out their profiles and I was like dang these guys are like really good photographers a lot of them are making really incredible work and you know are hardly getting any exposure so I was like hmm what's the like how do you how do you how can I get the word out how can I like share these people's um, images with other people who are interested in finding new photographers because for me I'm always looking for people that uh, whose work inspires me and It's interesting to me. And I came across so many people that are just like unknown small photographers. I'm like, dang, you're really killing it. And, uh, this is definitely something that like your work is something that I would love to see on a regular basis just to spark ideas in my own mind and stay motivated. So I figured there was other people like me out there that would love to see, you know, new work, um, host a gallery on my website especially during the pandemic too like quarantine going on i was like a virtual gallery would be pretty sweet because we can't really do anything in person so like having a virtual gallery where everybody can come on board and look like share their own work and then find the work of other people maybe even in an area that um or like local photographers too so i wanted everybody to put their their social so um it was the first time I'd ever done something like that. And um, I knew it was going to be an interesting process. So I just kind of, you know, came across, like, drafted this rough idea of like, okay, people email me some images, like, I just wanted people to send like five to eight images that represented their style or their, you know, what they kind of look for in photos, um, whether your street landscape, whatever, like what's, you could hone your style down into 5 eight images submit those um those photos and yeah I got like I I was expecting to get like 30-ish to 50-ish submissions and then yeah just you know like I uh, got 150 in four days and so yeah. I'm a computer for like 12 hours a day just like downloading and like resizing renaming and building everybody's page on the website but it was it was like a fun super fun process for me because it was like oh my gosh people are actually interested in this and it looks like it's gonna work out and um yeah it's been everybody's just been super supportive of it and understanding of um, me doing this for the first time and running into some roadblocks everybody's been super cool about that so it's been awesome but um yeah it's it's been great uh the gallery like the website views uh have been it's been viewed like over 5,000 times which is amazing and I've gotten a lot of feedback just people like oh man it's like I've I've found so many new photographers that um inspire me and even some people are you know linking up with others and it's been like exactly my intentions for it that's that's what it it appears is happening so yeah it's been awesome and i think it's something that i'd like to do for the next for the foreseeable future you know maybe just once a month and limit it to 25 30 people like first 25 to submit boom you're in but you know like continue it on so if people don't share their work this time around there's definitely going to be an opportunity in the future but um yeah, it's been one of the coolest things I've been able to do as a photographer, for sure. And um, I'm look always looking for more ways like this to give back. And it's been an amazing, amazing experience.
0: Yeah, I, I'm i one of those people who it work. And it's mm-hmm. been just looking through all the galleries. It's really amazing what you've set up. And I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure there's more people like me who really appreciate it. And really appreciate you using your platform to connect more people within this community. Um, so I yeah, just, awesome. what are your like visions for your channel and like, as well as your photography, um, in the near future?
1: Um, yeah, I'm at a point now where I like, I'm really trying to, uh, like spice up the videos. Um, cause I do feel like it was well last, couple months have been kind of like formulaic just with like the style of my videos and how I approach it so I do want to um try to get outside of the box a little bit find new ways to stay engaging and um part of that is exploring different styles of photography too um you know maybe diving like diving into some areas that I'm not familiar with like whether it be street photography or um doing more like portrait photography something like that um and then also just want like I'm a lot of people always ask me like about like help ask me to help them with photography like whether it be shooting at night like what's your process for this how do you go about doing this and I'm always hesitant to do like try to answer those questions or make a video about it because I'm by no means and expert like I've only been shooting film yeah, for a man. little over a year still learning all the ins and outs and I have a long way to go so I'm not trying to convey the fact that I'm like an expert in a cer- certain topic but you know definitely want to like make more videos trying to help people where I can and um, but you know making sure people know beforehand that <clears throat> hey this is just my process like I'm still learning as well um, but um, yeah you know make more not tutorial videos but just like i want to walk people through my process a little bit more and uh just experiment with different yeah i don't want like i just don't want every week to be like okay i'm going out to this landscape area uh yeah so i'm just kind of brainstorming like how i can do that how how i can spice things up stay engaging and whatnot and then um i think also just continuing like first and foremost i want to make great photos and i want to grow as a photographer but like right there just pretty much just as important to me as is giving back to the community and like building the community creating a tight-knit a group of individuals who are all passionate about photography so that's going to be like the main goal for me moving forward is just keeping the community tight and yeah just you know like i I'd rather have just a small really tight knit community of people that are super passionate about film photography than to have like some huge audience that's not engaging and just kind of like you know views views the work but then doesn't engage with it or doesn't engage with other people uh, engage with the other people that are viewing the work you know like I'd rather just have a, a small community of people that are stoked and so yeah just making sure I'm focusing on that moving forward is going to be kind of my vision for the channel. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to continue doing what I'm doing right now, video a week and community galleries, hopefully like once every month or two and, um, give a, like different kind of giveaways and stuff where I can. Um, and then, yeah, kind of uh, the year end of year mark is kind of where I'll like evaluate everything and see like, okay, what, what needs to change? What can I do differently? And, but yeah, we're going to keep running with it for the next couple of months for sure.
0: Yeah, um, sounds like a great plan and we really love what you're doing. And It's awesome. I'm glad so, to hear that. So the quick question part, mm-hmm. are you ready? Yes. Okay, favorite camera of all time, 35 millimeter. 30,
1: I mean, I don't have much experience with different cameras, but um, I mean, the fav- my favorite that I've shot shot with has been my ae1 small simple easy to use great photos out of it so probably probably the ae1 but i i've only shot with a couple so
0: yeah favorite film stock 120 portrait 100 favorite film stock 35
1: Also Portrait 100, <laughs> probably.
0: Favorite camera of all time, 100. It's my favorite uh, film stock, Portrait 100. Yeah. Uh, favorite camera on medium <laughs> format? Pentax 67. Favorite place you have ever taken a picture? Um,
1: probably Ulesund, Norway. Uh, we were up there during the summer, and you get midnight light there so it's like it's light 24 7 and um, I watched like the sun kind of just set uh, like briefly in the evening and, but it was like twelve thirty in the morning you know one one in the morning mm-hmm. so I like, captured a sunset picture at one in the morning which was pretty incredible
0: yeah uh, most memorable moment with a camera in hand
1: um... wow that is a tough one um, probably oh my gosh that was really really tough probably um, probably 2017 I did a trip to Norway with my one of my good friends We went up to the Lofoten Islands which uh, also, like 24-7, and uh, I was just starting, like, my vlogging stuff, and we were shooting a bunch up there, and that, those landscapes blew me away. So I was just – that was a really, really cool experience.
0: Yeah. Um, biggest mistake when starting film photography? Not just
1: investing in self-developing in, in and in a, a self-developing kit and a, my own scanner because had I just learned that – Right off the bat, and got and went through the learning curve and dropped the down, you know, the, the money up front on all that equipment. Uh, had I done that, I would have saved so much money.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, like it, it makes me depressed thinking about how much money I would have saved. And then also just like not being a part of the entire process of making an image. Like, like take the photo. I like it's, I can see how valuable it would be to like be there developing it and making the actual photo, scanning it all yourself. So like, so like that's definitely top priority for me is investing in, in that and just learning how to do all that myself.
0: A favorite gas station for taking pictures?
1: <laughs> uh, um, actually, there's this one like five minutes away from my house that I've always wanted to take a picture of, even before gas stations were like hypebeast cliches and it still <laughs> vibes, you know? Like, I have wanted to shoot a picture of this gas station at dusk for a really long time, and I've never shot it. So, um, you know, it's, it's, I guess, maybe not my favorite, but hopefully soon to be favorite once I shoot it.
0: Uh, what do you prefer, shooting at night or during the day?
1: Recently, I've really liked shooting during the night time. Yeah, um, yeah I just shot another video last night of shooting at night where I'm, like, walking through more of my entire process, um, just cause I've gotten so many questions about that. Um, so, you know, gonna kind of lay it all out as much as I know about shooting at night, but it's really fun not having to deal with people, um, you know, just because the streets clear out and the, most of the places you're shooting, there's not many people and that's just really nice. And, um, also it's really cool to get, get kind of unrealistic looking, colors and um color renditions uh, just all in camera by shooting longer exposed um images like it's it's hard like sometimes you get scans back and it's just hard to believe that this is all in camera it doesn't look yeah. real the colors are so vibrant especially when you're shooting at night everything looks dark and black to you but when you expose a negative for <clears throat> you know a certain amount of time, you get these colors that just feed into the into the image, and it creates kind of like an otherworldly uh, result, which is really really fun.
0: Yeah, the sky is always like my favorite thing. Whenever you it's like, fun. I know you put that camera at f eight and you let it uh-huh. sit for like two minutes, and then you get the skies yeah. back, and you're just like, that's yep. not real. The
1: star trails too. It's yeah, amazing.
0: Yeah. Uh, favorite drink to have when taking pictures. Red Bull. Red Bull. Yeah. So that ends the quick questions. Um, all right. Awesome. J- just want to say thank you so much for coming. Uh, it means the world to me. Uh, definitely. Of course, man. Um, if you want to shout out your Instagram and your YouTube and anything else that you want anyone to go check out, uh, definitely uh, sure. shout it out.
1: Yeah. it's All right. It's just uh, Br- YouTube is Bray Hanzaker, my name. And then Instagram is filmed by Bray.
0: Had a great conversation with Bray. Definitely go check out his YouTube and subscribe as well as his Insta and the community gallery. Tune in next time to be positive, shoot negative podcast. Stay safe out there.